couple of quick plugs before we start today's show. If you want to follow us on Twitter, our handle is at Narbos Podcast. If you want to email us, our email address is narbosandbroomheads at gmail.com. Hit us up with your comments on future episodes of Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. And if you want to be on a future episode, let us know as well and we'll try to set something up. You can also uh, follow our show on all of the podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and uh, Spotify. So please give us a follow and subscribe on any of those sites, and uh, you will be able to get us pushed to you every single week. The theme music for this show is brought to you by a band called Ew, You're a Girl and Girls Suck. They are a punk band from here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and their Bandcamp page is iagags.bandcamp.com. That's E-Y-A-G-A-G-S dot bandcamp.com. They used to watch Degrassi episodes when they took breaks from recording back in the 90s. Uh, anyways, that's about it for the plugs. Let's get to this week's episode. Who is it? It's me, Derek. Derek? Derek! Hey, I've missed you, man. What are you doing here? I sort of run away. Too many hassles, right? Hey, I understand. You still play bass? Yeah. Far out. You can practice with us. Maybe you can be our bass player. Great! Good to see you, big guy. Really? Because I was kind of worried you wouldn't want to see me. You kidding me? We belong together. Ever since your parents died, I wanted you here. From now on, you and me against the world, okay? Yeah, okay. Another episode of your favorite Degrassi podcast, Narbos and Broomheads. We've got, I mean, let's face it, kind of a tragic episode to <laughs> dig into this week. It's the last appearance of Mike Nelson. Oh, no. 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 Oh, yeah. And also, Shane has brain damage and Wheels' life is utter garbage. But Mike <laughs> Nelson, guys. This is the Mike I- Nelson tribute episode. <laughs> And, yes! And I think that the most uh, tragic thing about it is that Barry is not here to celebrate with oh, us. Yeah, this is tragic. Like, Mike Nelson, uh, I, I would consider both Ted and Barry at this point, like, you know, we're friends at this point. And Mike Nelson is what brought us together. I think Barry actually, just to, just to uh, uh, part the veil a bit, uh, Barry's not here, I think, because he was so distraught over this being the last season. He's like, I can't do it, man. So, like, picture me with my arm around Barry going, come on, man, you can do it. He's like, I can't. I just can't. And he looked away. Like, I just can't. It's like, okay. He said, can, can you represent me? Can, can you even uh, say, say a few words? He's like, yeah, man, it's fine. You'll get all the clamps and stuff, and I can do it for you, buddy. If Mike Nelson anyway. can get on that stage in Port Hope, you can come onto the podcast. <laughs> all right okay i'm arlo i am the chairman of the welcoming committee for part two of taking off season three episode 12 you can find me on instagram at a-r-l-o-e-s-c-o-t-t and with me as always are the scummiest of the gourmets who do we have joining me today am i empire alan or alan empire what is it 
It's Alan the Empire. I'm Alan the Empire, your resident Andre the Giant. I'm I, I Andre Alan Empire. <laughs> On Twitter, you find me at Slip. <laughs> I don't know. That's a very horrible Andre the Giant impersonation. Uh, I feel like you've just offended like half of our listeners with a horrible accent. Yeah. That was like four different accents. Yeah. Went to Russian <laughs> to like Irish. It's true. Alan the Empire is uh, representing many different empires. The Russian Empire, the Roman Empire, you know, I don't know any other empire. I don't know anything about history. Ottoman Empire. There we go. Woo. You know, if you're an empire, look yeah. out. At, you're on Alan's shit list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Britain. Watch out. <laughs> yeah. And I am not an empire. I, uh, I'm i just Courtney. Check me out on Instagram, Courtney.1293. And make sure you check out our podcast account at Narbos and Broomheads Podcast. And I'm Ted at Saywa3 on the Instagram machine. And I am currently, I'm back at, after a week, I'm or a few days, I'm back at the Clothes Sound Motel in Charlottetown, Terranova National Park, Newfoundland, Canada. Because I'm trying to follow... Mike and the Drifters, because I think this is a type of motel with the paneling for walls that he would stay in, <laughs> and everything is press board, and yeah, we're good, I, so I think it's uh, yeah, so I'm hoping to maybe after the show, go out socialize with some people, and go so you guys uh, you know what, uh, Mike and the Drifters, so maybe <laughs> uh, I, I'll, keep, I'll keep you posted, if I, if I do hear anything I didn't realize that there was a Charlottetown in Newfoundland. Oh, yes. There's an everything in Newfoundland. There's a Brooklyn, Newfoundland. There's a... Uh, dildo. Paris. There's a dildo. Paris, Newfoundland. Conception Paris, Bay. Newfoundland. Conception Bay. Anal beads. Uh-huh. No? Anal beads. That's right. Uh, no, no square. Newfoundland. <laughs> it's all there. <laughs> Come visit. It doesn't say that in the commercials, but, you know, it's here. Man, I if only there was some guy. sort of trivia that we could follow to, like, oh, all yes. this stuff. August 27th of 2020, and we're going to have myself and uh, your best friend, Barry, we're going to have a, uh, a trivia. And you can look it up on Facebook by searching Ted and Barry's Social Distancing Trivia. And, uh, Courtney, do you know what our – because we always have a, a theme or a picture – which is, and one says B, representing Barry, and one says T, representing yours truly, Ted. What is the latest for Trivia 53, I believe it is? Can you tell us what, what the latest is? Can oh, you shit, remember? You're, no, um, you're putting me on the goddamn spot right now. I'm checking. His last name is Rougeau. Oh. Yes! Oh, and yes! And it, you had the Mountie. <laughs> That's right. Barry's the Mountie and I'm Jimmy Hart, apparently. <laughs> totally yes! arbitrary. People go, how do you choose that? It's like, it's totally arbitrary and stupid. <laughs> Why would it's you ask that so question? It's so good. Fine. It's Oh, yes, I'm looking at it right now. Yes. <laughs> so, yes, we, do, <laughs> we usually have a Degrassi question. We usually have a wrestling question. So come join us. Everybody is welcome. Come one. I was going to say, those who are listening at home who have no idea what's going on right now, I believe it's a wrestling reference. It is. <laughs> it is wrestling. <laughs> yeah. But, in, but uh-huh. in general, every trivia event that they create, there is always a picture, and Ted always assigns each of them to a character. And I'm always really curious how you assign it. Like, 
Why are you Jimmy Hart? Why is Barry the Mountie? That's I don't it's, know. It's been plaguing me ever since. I'll tell you the secret. Pure stupidity. Got it. <laughs> <Is that> good? <laughs> That's what this podcast runs on. <laughs> sure does. Huh? <laughs> yep, <All right>. yep. <laughs> so this episode is another Yanmore Kithood Dream Team episode. It originally aired on February 6, 1989, which, interestingly, is the same air date as part one. They're doing um, both one-hour so special. Two, yeah, the two parts were aired in tandem on the same night originally. So what uh, we that know was? that. Yeah, around your four model TVs. I wonder what uh, CBC show from 1988 got preempted for that second uh, half hour of Degrassi. Well, I, I actually looked into it. It was, a mon- it was a Monday night. So if anybody remembers what was Street, on Monday Street night Legal? on CBC television. <laughs> I'm like, the, like the beachcombers, maybe. I don't know. So, oh, Nick Adonis, no! You've been preempted. <laughs> so I don't know if any, anyone else remembers this. On, on Mondays... Uh, back in the day when Degrassi was in its first run, there were four half-hour television shows that uh, went back-to-back-to-back-to-back that I watched. I would start on CKND, which is now global in, uh, well, across Canada, but it's actually the original station, too, owned by the people who built the global empire. And at 7 o'clock, they would play The Simpsons, and it would be a first-run show, which had aired the previous week on Fox uh, Network in the States. The second show would be Parker Lewis Can't Lose, which oh, is... Oh, I love that show. <laughs> Me too. Love it. Then... So much better. I would switch over to the CBC at 8 o'clock, and for some reason at 8 o'clock on the CBC, they aired Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> and on CBC? Yeah. And then, wow. uh, and then the uh, finale of the night would be Degrassi Junior High or Degrassi High. Mondays, long I, before Must See TV was on uh, NBC. It was, I used to watch, I f- seem to remember after, like in the later years, after Degrassi, it was the show, uh, what was it called? Something Wood? Does anyone remember that? Northwood. Northwood, Northwood. that's it. Yes. Yes. And that and guy. And that was like the double bill and, with, with, yes. with Degrassi. And I'm actually wondering even... Because it wasn't that late. It might, maybe it wasn't on until the 90s. But I was thinking no. maybe it was Northwood that was preempted for the second episode of this it, one, maybe. You know what? That's a good call. I was never allowed to stay up that late, so I never got to see Northwood. But <laughs> I do remember that. Well, when Northwood was mentioned, just for those at home, I fumbled for my phone like it was a ticking time bomb. <laughs> looking for it. I go, hey, I, I have to look it up. <laughs> I watched that. <laughs> Northwood ran for four seasons, and if you, you want to, and if you want to watch it, as of last year, the show has begun streaming for free on Canada, oh. a Canada Media Funds Encore Plus YouTube channel. Oh fuck yes! There you go. I am totally gonna do that. That was I a good show. The main characters gets paralyzed. Like this yes, is this, we're doing. This, this. What I was gonna say. What is? Are you talking uh, about Friday Night Lights? <laughs> oh no, Northwood. <laughs> Canada did it first, asshole. (laughs) All right. So um, we do get a little recap here, even though when it originally aired, um, it had immediately aired before this. (laughs) Here's what you just saw. (laughs) Yeah, we we do get a little uh, recap. Wheels is running away to his biological dad, the immortal Mike Nelson in Port Hope. Shane takes acid at the Gourmet Scum concert and goes missing. 
um, which Luke lies about to police, and Wheels gets molested while hitchhiking. Oh, I guess it's molested. The guy did touch him. <laughs> what else would it be? Well, well, I mean, he I don't molested... Know. <laughs> like, he molested his mu- his muscular leg. Yeah, like if it's your leg, is it an attempted molestation? Like I don't know when it turns into full molestation. Is it? Does he have to? You know? I, don't I mean, molest- you could. Yeah, no, that's molesting. I don't. Does it? Are you saying that it requires like the touching of like private parts? I don't know. I, I guess so. The first steps of the word is really just like feeling something up. Like you can molest someone's bag of candy, can't you? I don't know. <laughs> Like, is that, like, a, is that another euphemism? You're like, hey, what's there? Do you have chocolate bar? <laughs> what's happening? And you're like molesting it? Like, I don't know. I'm putting is in that a bag of candy, or you just <laughs> have a weird nutsack. Oh god! <laughs> I feel like I feel like somebody it's just pulled the plug out of this podcast, like in a big tub, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Anyway. Let's edit out my nutsack comment. Okay, we're uh, we're here at school. <laughs> Um, presumably, it's Monday morning. Yeah. Question mark. Yeah, it is the for Gourmet sure. The Gourmet concert was on Saturday night. Yes, and wheels. It, it was on Saturday. Wheels left on Sunday, and now Monday at school, they make a comment that he's been gone for one night. So it's Monday right, for sure. Okay. Yeah. So Joey and Snake are talking about Wheels being gone, and Snake says that maybe they should tell someone, but Joey says they promise not to. Um, they talk about Wheels' grandma having called both of them crying. <laughs> Can you imagine picking up the phone for that? No, I really can't. I wish someone was here to be able to do an impression. <laughs> uh, what would Wheel? What would Wheels' grandma sound like crying? Snake? And... Snake? <laughs> Why do they call you Snake? Archie. 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 <laughs> Joey, I just want to know where he is, Joey. Do you sell fake drugs, Joey? And then Joey's like, I don't know where he is. And she's like, you selfish, selfish little boy. I was just looking for my only grandchild. Felix, a horrible person. All right, so... And the uh, grandpa's in the background watching Coco Beware. He's just like watching wrestling videos. Grandpa's in the background. Home. You see the scene. It's on Grandma. She's facing the camera. Grandpa's in the background also facing the camera. He's cracking up as she's on the phone. She turns around and looks at him and he's like... <laughs> 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 He, like, throws the blanket off and stands up and he's, like... He's playing, like, the the violin in in there. He's like, oh, and then she looks at him. Yeah, making the crybaby face with his hands, like, wham, wham. Oh, she's lost her grandchild. And then she looks back and he's expecting... For those, by the way... Go ahead. they don't hear from wheels by that night, uh, they will tell someone. Yes. (laughs) And uh, then they talk about Shane being missing. And <sighs> apparently in the DVD version, Spike says that she thinks that he ran away. Yes. Are we? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I didn't get that scene for this yeah. particular one. Yes. So. Snake says the cops asked him about Shane too. And then as they walk in, we have Spike and Liz sitting on the steps. And Spike says she imagines that Shane just ran away. And Liz doesn't give a shit. <laughs> Liz is That's like, as long awesome. as he's not torturing rats, I don't give a shit what he does. <laughs> 
So then, uh, again, I didn't get this particular scene, but apparently we cut to Melanie and Caitlin talking about Melanie's school pictures again. So Melanie is unhappy that her mom likes her school photos and wants to actually keep them. She says she thinks she's being punished for something that she did in a past life. And I thought, well, maybe in a past episode when you stole $20. <laughs> yeah, stole 20 bucks. I'm like, can Melanie's mom afford those photos? <laughs> I mean, did they cost more than 20 bucks? <laughs> so Caitlin asked Luke about Shane since they were at the concert together. And uh, if she, he knows anything. And he's like, no, I don't. Leave me alone. And, uh, like, Luke, don't be suspicious. Why is Caitlin Caitlin asking about Shane? Because she wants to write an article in the Degrassi Digest. Like, in my follow-up to my story where I said, it's also Shane's fault that Spike is pregnant. Now it's daddy gone missing. The (laughs) follow-up. I mean, to be fair, if, like, a kid from your school went missing. Yeah. After a concert on Saturday, it's now Monday they're still missing like i feel like that would be big news i wonder what's interesting though is that it is monday morning and it appears that everybody comes to school and they all know he's missing like you you know like you didn't know everybody at your school that well you would come in and you would find out then but like everyone appears to just know it that morning well i mean the cops have already been to see luke right so presumably they've already been to see tim they've already been to see joey right so like people know this information and have talked to their friends about it probably right this part about caitlin was cut out of the official degrassi um version the canadian version yeah which is so stupid because i feel like that's a fairly important part to this episode makes luke super shifty (laughs) (laughs) Uh, melanie says maybe shane got kidnapped (laughs) So Radish comes in and he says Shane's been has been missing following the concert. The police are asking anyone for information about Shane to please come forward. And uh, Luke is looking very <laughs> shifty. <laughs> yes, he is. And suspicious. I Don't think be some suspicious. acid right about now. <laughs> Just really take the edge. So if this were like a volume, if this were our times, and how? What? So you know, we obviously have Amber Alerts now. What age do Amber Alerts go to? Do we all? Do we know that? No. Is Wheels beyond the age of Amber Alerts? Not Wheels. Is is Shane? Oh Shane, sorry. Yeah, Yeah, actually Wheels too. Honestly, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Is fourteen beyond? I don't know what age Amber Alerts go up to, and not it's irrelevant. Irrelevant, obviously, because they don't have phones back then. But like, maybe they rang a big bell in the community and be like, "Missing child." (laughs) Well, I mean, this is I believe before the time of Amber Alerts. Period. Like Amber Alerts didn't exist. No, I know, which is why I said they probably had a community bell. Like missing child bell <laughs> that they rang. <laughs> they just specified. had a megaphone. They were just like attention. So <laughs> Am- Amber Alerts uh, originated in the United States in 1996, uh, okay. and uh, you have to be 17 or under to get okay, one. So, so if they had existed at that time, possibly they were, there could have been an Amber Alert for either Wheels or Shane. Although it doesn't 
really seem like his grandparents contacted the authorities at all, right? No. Just all his friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put the responsibility on the shoulders of the 14-year-old ch- children. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, like, I don't even know if they know what a telephone is. They, they're, they're stuck using the wireless. <laughs> but, uh, but we did see them actually use a telephone. Yes. Yes. Yes, we did. So it ruins it all. But anyways. anyways. Uh, so then we, we cut to uh, wheels walking to Port Hope. Okay, so and, uh, it's Monday morning. So has he been walking overnight? Did he sleep under a that, bridge? That was my question. Like, yeah, I guess. Like, something did weird he, like, happened here. down in a field? Like, did he, like, also, why did it take him so long to walk? Yeah, that was weird. Like, he couldn't have been that, that far. And if he was walking all night. I bet there's some secret, like... Um, secret episode that never aired, and I bet Ted has a really good like plot laid like out his for advent- like Wheels' adventures. Yeah, Wheels' adventures <laughs> on, for, like, on the four hundred one. <laughs> yeah, the road uh, to Port Hope. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the road to hope, and it's like, but it's ironic because there is no hope in it. So it's yeah, it's all bad. Well, I mean, I, like I guess if you were halfway to Port Hope. That you hitchhiked, and then you walked from there. I was like mapping out how much, how long it would take, like the same that you did, Arlo, mapping out the distance driving. But I accidentally pressed walking first like, <laughs> on Google Maps, and the walking the walking distance was twenty three hours, so it would take a long time. Okay, so let's say he's like halfway there or more. So okay, like maybe it took him all night. Maybe he, found a, maybe he found a barn and he slept in the barn and then like he was greeted by all these farm animals who were like, what's wrong, wheels? <laughs> Do you miss your parents' wheels? Is yeah, your grandma tell us about it. How fucking annoying is your grandma, wheels? That's what, like... Yeah, let's <laughs> sew you a ball gown. A <laughs> 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 uh, uh, sheep comes over and goes, Derek, Derek. <laughs> You should go home. <laughs> it's like, Grandma, you follow me. And so, anyways, and opening credits. Okay, to all right. It was, it, was Shane, it, it was Shane. It was Shane that took the acid. Yes. Not, not, not no, all of us. that's the thing. That's the that's the whole like um, the big reveal at the end. You go through the whole episode, and then Shane wakes up, and it was his acid dream. <laughs> It's like, holy fuck, Luke was right. It is this shit. Where the fuck am I? He's in the hospital. <laughs> spoiler, spoiler alert, you're in the hospital. <laughs> shit, man, there was this talking sheep. The fucking chipmunks and chickens. Fuck, <laughs> ah, what a trip, man. Right, so we see wheels walking into part, Port Hope. Um, we, we get a Mike Nelson voiceover <laughs> again. again. Hey, Eating the guy? postcard from the last episode. Happy birthday, big guy. <laughs> For me, things are going great. Uh, <laughs> arrives at the hotel, and we see a sign for memory memories. Yeah, mem mem apostrophe rees memories. Where Mike and the Drifters are playing. Uh, Wheels enters the hotel lobby. There is a desk clerk who is credited as innkeeper. What is actually innkeeper? You can sleep in the manger, boy. His name is 
Lee Lloyd, just so everyone's <laughs> yeah. aware. The Bible? And uh, in real life, he's just a production assistant on <laughs> the shoot. But for um, all intents and purposes today, his name is Lloyd. When I was attempting to do, like, my Arlo backup research, just um, assuming your hosting duties would take over, I found this amazing PDF of some sort of, like, guidebook. And it's called The Official Guidebook of Coburg, 1986. And it's amazing. And in it is there's an ad for the hotel or the motel that Wheels and Mike and the Drifters are staying at. My fucking god! Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty great. I'll maybe I I'll post it. Google, I went on Google Maps and like tried to like type in like Port Hope hotels or whatever, and I couldn't find anything that matched like what they were staying in. And I was just like, "Well, it must be lost to time." But good no, job. it was no, it it was there. And actually, I did a. I kind of went down a rabbit hole with it. Again, I was really bored this afternoon. And after after it was it was like the Greenwood Tower Inn, and it got sold to somebody else. It ended up turning into like a really sketchy, like apartment complex. It was a motel, but then it turned into like a really sketchy motel where they rented out rooms by the month. Kevin Watson wrote us a while back uh, and said he he took three pictures. So the establishment, the building is still there. Uh, he said, drove by this fine establishment in Port Hope today. Seems this is being converted to apartments, so Mike and the Drifters will have to play the Legion the next time they get a gig at Port Hope. <laughs> yes. Well, there but you it go. was converted to apartments, and they were such shady, sketchy apartments that, like, all the people that were living there were on social assistance, but the province wouldn't even send, like, their social workers there because it was so sketchy. Nice. Uh, so there was a whole, like, um, effort to revive this, and it actually worked. And anyways, you guys don't need and to now, know this. Now Mike but, and the Drifters play there every night. Yeah, and it got renamed. Happy ending. Mike, it re- got renamed Mike and the Drifters Motel. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a question. It has nothing. This has nothing to do with anything. But as I was reading my 1986 official guide book of Coburg, um, they cited that their, okay, I can't even say this word, sesquicentennial celebration. So we obviously know centennial is a hundred years. In front of the word centennial is the prefix S-E-S-Q-I. Is anybody smart enough to know what that means? Sesquicential. Like, well, I mean, is that like a, a million years? I like the no. pa- I like the pass on that. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page and I'm not seeing anything there. So you're not you don't know what ses- I bet Kathleen, but no sesquicentennial. Wait, will- it is relating to the 150th anniversary of a significant event. Okay, so it's 150. It's 150. Ses. Okay, carry on. <laughs> you Thank may you. you may proceed. <laughs> Never heard of that word before. All right, so uh, Wheel says he's looking for Mike Nelson, and Lloyd, the innkeeper, looks That's at him. That's all Lloyd needs to know. Like he, well, he kind of looks like he has like lobsters coming out of his ears, like super suspicious <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> and then Wheel says he's his son, and uh, Lloyd tells him the room number seven. 
It's the room he's in. <laughs> he's not Wheel like go to the 17th floor, <laughs> take a left, walk, uh, you know, 100 feet. It's like that one right there. <laughs> Guy. So Wheels, Wheels knocks on door number seven and Mike opens it up and uh, super happy saying, Derek, how have you been? I missed you, man. Uh, Wheel says you ran away, and Mike says, too many hassles, huh? Too many hassles. Uh, Mike asked Wheels if he still, play, <laughs> still plays bass, and that he can practice with them and maybe become the new bass player. From now yeah. on, man, you and me against the world. Good to see you, big guy. Hey, yeah. big guy. Here's hair, hair ruffles. Yes. yes. But, uh, you know someone's connecting when they ruffle your hair. We belong together. It was all a dream. A crazy oh. headed dream. <laughs> and then it goes doodle doo, doodle doo, doodle doo. And then In yeah. reality just as many mullets, but when Mike opens the door <laughs> Oh I love reality. <laughs> <laughs> super stoked to see him. Oh, he seems yeah. like he just woke up. He's like, What are you doing here? What the fuck and are asks, you doing here? Where his parents are. Uh, Wheels tells him that his parents are dead. Okay, sorry, this is such an awful, awful uh-huh. scene. Yes. And uh, Mike is less than like sympathetic. He's just like, oh shit. There are yeah, two. Then, oh, <laughs> bummer. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know. That sucks. Well, things yeah. for me are going great, as you saw in the postcard. <laughs> as you heard in the voiceover in your head. <laughs> Two two things. Oh. I, I love you know what? And now that I think about it, in Wheels' head, it's like, Happy birthday, big guy. Things for me are going great. In reality, it's like, Happy birthday, big guy. Yeah. <laughs> Things are going great. Quote. We got, we got two air quotes. <laughs> we got we got two weeks here in Port Hope. Here's the place <laughs> we're at. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. two amazing things about this scene. One is Mike opens the door and he's got no shirt on. He's got a towel over his shoulders. Number two, then they, as they're speaking, there's a long shot of the hallway, and he's actually wearing wicked-ass gray sweatpants. Yes. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Spectacular. I think, we all, I think we all know our Halloween costumes for this year. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. Uh, so we hear, like, a woman sounds in the background. Uh, so obviously there's a woman in the room. And uh, Mike tells Wheels to go away downstairs and then pretty much shuts the door. And he's like, go away. I'll be there, like, maybe, like, soon. Like, I'll be there sometime. In, in a while. In a while. In yeah. a while, like, yeah. Uh, I'll be there in a while. <laughs> and then, I'll be there in my I'll be there in my green crop top. <laughs> and then as Wheels kind of saunters away and he's walking down the stairs and it's a shot of the hallway again. You're outside of the room. You can hear Mike explaining to somebody in his room that his kid is here. And I'm just like, fucking thin doors at this hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Very hotel thin. Sucks. I, I've stayed at hotels where the uh, sound um, camouflage was not good. So <laughs> this does not surprise me. Hold on, is, hold um, on. Do you, why, oh, just one second. Do you mean that a hotel where they wheeled in a light-up billboard it, like <laughs> on a truck and put up at Memories Mike and the Drifters and rented it for like maybe a week. You're saying that's not a good hotel? <laughs> they don't have a they don't they don't have a marquee or anything or whatever. 
they don't have a sign. They just like rent a thing. Is that not not a good hotel? I'm not saying it's not a good hotel. <laughs> I'm just. Saying I'm not attacking anybody. I'm just saying they have invested in things other than soundproofing the ears. <laughs> that is the most diplomatic thing I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. I do. I do work for the government. <laughs> yeah. All right. Who is this on the line? Justin Trudeau. Is that you? <laughs> Is that who I'm talking to here? Cool. Doris pulls Luke out of Mr. Reddish's class um, because the cops want to talk to him. So, same cop. The only cop in Toronto. This uh, fucking cop I is have... after Luke. He's on He's on the case, obviously. And I like, that was one thing I wanted to point out last week is that uh, I can't remember, is it a Billy stick or like that stick? Billy, Billy Club? Billy, Billy Club. Do, called, cops yeah. still, do cops still carry those? Billy clubs? Um, they, do, they do in England, in the UK. Oh, right. I don't know that's, like stand, that's like the standard weaponry for UK cops. Yeah. They don't. Okay. okay. Or so, secondary or something like that. Maybe. So once we like got rid of the queen, we got rid of the Billy clubs. <laughs> Just like in Canada. Fuck you, queen. Fuck you, Billy clubs. Fuck you and your Billy clubs. I think they replaced them with tasers. Perfect. Even better. Uh-huh. Tase. <laughs> I have a amusing about? story that I'm not sure that I want to tell right now. No, <laughs> you got to do that now. A, is it a sex toy Billy Club? Is that? What I you're mean, yeah, it about? is, but not for that purpose. Yes! Okay, are so like <laughs> yes. since quarantine happened, like, and we've had a lot more like riffraff in our neighborhood because they don't have anything else to do, and I live in a really bad neighborhood, and um, we've had a lot more loose dogs in the neighborhood for some freaking reason or like people who can't control their dogs or think that they can walk their dogs without a leash but they really can't and so like our dog's been attacked like three times since covid slash quarantine stuff started like in your backyard um twice in our front yard and once when we were on a walk Aww. by dogs who have been off leash and like there's been a lot of other dogs that have been off leash but we just haven't like it's just been us and not the dog and so like there's one like really scary one where a dog like literally got mauled by a pit bull and like the pit bull had like an unleashed pit bull had him by his neck and it was like terrifying and like what do you do right like you can't like if your dog's on the leash and the other dog isn't you can't pull your dog back because the other dog keeps coming Mm -hmm. and so my husband was just like i feel like i need to like start carrying like something so that if that happens again i at least have a thing that i can try to like get the other dog off of my dog so he carried a dildo is that where we're going he was like i need like a baton like something and he started carrying around like sort of this um like a knife sharpener which was like this like this big heavy (laughs) knife sharpener and i was like this is ridiculous and i was like like baton and i was like ding we have obedient sex batons at the store <laughs> <laughs> bad yes. dog bad dog bad yes bad dog. I, I discount on it and i'm just like i'm gonna get this fucking baton and it's like it's like a, a wooden baton and it's just like wrapped in um like vinyl material so it's all shiny and it has like silver studs in it does he wear oh, does he wear a sexy <laughs> cop like, uniform like, when he goes walking nice. the dog <laughs> size stick that has like a loop in it so you can put it on your belt and I'm just like it's, it's a is sex baton dr- and so I grabbed like it the from the store. 
the wrestler. And just, yeah. Oh, God. So exciting. Oh, so your husband well, is the Mountie and you're Jimmy the Anvil. Okay, got it. <laughs> you know, I don't know what Jimmy anyone would actually use that for because it's just a stick, honestly. Like, if you're going to beat someone with that, like, for fun, like, it's going to leave a lot of marks. Like, that is not, for me personal, like, that, personally, like, that's not... That's not a fun sex. <laughs> yeah, different strokes for different folks, mm-hmm. but I want to have that particular toy introduced um, in any scenario that I was in because that would hurt. Like it, you would beat the shit out of someone with it. Um, but anyway, that's my that's my sex baton. So story. this cop was talking to Luke, you say? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back to the story. So he's beating sorry. the shit out of Luke with this fucking baton. He's tasing the yeah. shit out of him, and he's saying, "I'm the Mountie. I'm the Mountie." Okay, go ahead. Okay, so the cop reminds Luke that uh, he had said that uh, he and Shane weren't doing drugs. And uh, Luke continues to lie and is clearly scared shitless. I like that the cop is like, last time we spoke, you said he doesn't do that stuff. I don't know anybody who does that stuff. I was referring to drugs. (laughs) It's like, okay, (laughs) we got it. Uh, The cop reveals that they found Shane under a bridge. And they don't know if he jumped or if he fell. And we learn that he is alive, but he is in the hospital. Seriously injured. Doris is in the background. This is the first time she's hearing it. You can see the look on her face. And so, yeah, he's and and I, I noted this at the end of the conversation, but I'll say it now. This conversation just happening in the hallway of the school. Like you don't take the child (laughs) to the office or into a private room. You're just Uh, in the hallway. Sort of puts major pressure on Luke, kind of gets up on him, and Luke finally admits that may- maybe Shane took acid. <laughs> like they don't already know. Yeah. And we and there's also so in this scene there's also another cop, and it's a girl. It's a female police officer, and this is actually uh, oh what's her name Laura Laura Vickers is plays the other cop in this scene. Laura Vickers is, she works behind the scenes on the show. And if you guys remember back in the episode, The Whole Truth, where the makeup, the company. Oh, yeah. That, so it's named Laura V. It's named after Laura Vickers, who plays the cop in this episode. But she's actually a production secretary um, on the show. And we're back in the Port Hope Hotel. Mike comes down and asks uh, about Wheels' grandparents, and uh, Wheels tells him he ran away because they don't want him. And uh, Mike insists that Wheels call them because they're probably worried, and asks Lloyd if Wheels can use the phone. He's like, it's a long-distance call, but I'll pay for it. (laughs) With my big money from playing in your bar. (laughs) And my green sleeveless beast shirt. (laughs) <laughs> and oh you think everything's going on above ground no no look down way down white high tops three words that's all i gotta say to you. Yes. wheels sun okay so white high tops must have been a serious trend um back in this time because uh, we see like joey has them on now Mike Nelson has them on. You know Mike Nelson has the fucking fashion trends. So white high tops must have been a thing back then. I don't remember them being a thing, but maybe some of you other cooler kids do. High tops were yeah. a thing, for sure. I don't know about white specifically, but high tops were the shit. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 
there's yeah. there's a band who plays here. A friend of mine plays in this band, and they're called YYT, which is the uh, it's the call number call letters of the St. John's Airport in Newfoundland. But they come out and play classic rock covers and all this stuff. But what they do, and this will never get old with me. They go off stage, they take a break, and they come back as oh, what is the as uh, Molten Bronze is the name of the band, and it's them just in heavy metal gear and they have like pleather pants and the leather jackets and the wigs and stuff but the classic the piece de resistance is they have white high top sneakers on and i go and they play like rat covers and skid row and all this stuff and i go yes and i talked to the guy (laughs) the bass player gus and i said gus it's excellent because they're excellent musicians but the high top white sneakers is the ultimate thing that ties all this together, and I love it. And keep doing what you're doing. 100%. So Wheels calls his grandma, uh, tells her he's fine, and he's not going to come back. Wheels leaves to get uh, Wheels... I uh, Sorry, Mike leaves to get Wheels a coffee. Um, so <laughs> yeah. he, he's not hearing this. And uh, Wheels refuses to tell his grandma where he is, but he says, just tell Joey that I'm okay before hanging up. And this is a major tactical error on Wheels' part because now, so dumb. Specifically, Joey is roped into this, and his grandma knows that Joey knows where Wheels is. She she hangs up, and then she rests her hand on Grandpa's arm, and to, and she says to herself, "Joey." And I'm, I'm sure Grandpa's <laughs> just like, "Fuck, yes, please go and find him. Like, get out of this house." And as soon as she's out of the house, it's dee 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 dee, and he's in his underwear, <laughs> just fucking dancing and partying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're back at, at Memories Lounge. Uh, they're having some coffee. Wheels lies and tells Mike that his grandparents said he could stay, and he asks Mike if he can stay, but Mike is like, "No, <laughs> no." I love how breakfast is coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Got you breakfast. How he, how he offers his. How old's Wheels now? 13? 14? 14. Four, 14. Almost 15. If oh, you recall, okay. he, as he told the salesman, if you recall. <laughs> Wheels says he can help with the band, their blood, he has nowhere else to go. And Mike is like, fuck. <laughs> 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 so ultimately, Mike says, okay, but only for that one day, and then they're going to have to figure something out. Uh, Mike says he has stuff to do, and he leaves Wheels in Memories Lounge with his coffee. Uh, Wheels gazes at the postcard again, and uh, we again get a voiceover from his fantasy, You and Me Against the World. (laughs) So this Memories Lounge, um, like, it's basically, it's not like picnic tables, right? But it's long tables. And you have to put the seats out. You know, they put the seats up, obviously, at the end of the night. Like, this is not really, like, I don't know. It's It, it doesn't feel like a typical bar lounge. It's, I don't know, it's weird. And the stage... I feel like it's yeah. pretty typical for, like, small-town Canada, honestly. Like, this is this is obviously not the big times. Like, this is, this no. is an elevated cafeteria that has a stage. Like, yeah. this is not... <laughs> Um, um, so if you remember, I was mentioning, I like dug up this like 1986 guide to Coburg 
And as part of the advertisement of the Greenwood Tower Inn, it says the lunch buffet is served daily and there's country and Western entertainment every weekend in our Sherwood room. Ooh. Hold on. I just have here, I'm pulling a piece of red string over to something and I'm very excited about it to do a callback. This bar is called Memories. Licorice. Instead of memories. (laughs) Oh my God. Bless. I see it now. This is my, I think this is my, I think this is my unusual, the uh, the usual suspects. Uh, What was his name again? uh, Bartholomew Bond wasn't talking about memories. Uh, He was talking about memories. Oh God. I. Oh, but what does it mean? Okay. Oh I just, God. okay. What you guys go mean? ahead with the podcast. I got to go lie down. Go ahead. Just, just go ahead. Okay. Back so at Degrassi. Good. Joey gets called to the office and there is Wheels' grandma waiting when, for him. When he gets called in, of course, I've been here before. The class is like, ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Joey's like, what did I do? And Raj is like, I don't fucking know. What did you do? Go to the office. And Raditz is like, I don't actually care. I fucking hate you. Get the hell out of here. Uh, anyway, she uh, Wills' grandma tells Joey that Wills is okay. And Joey's like, really? And she begs him to tell her where he is. And uh, Joey finally squeals like a little stuck pig and tells her. <laughs> squeak, squeak again. <laughs> Back in Port Hope, Wheels is playing bass in Memories Lounge. And uh, pretending that he is playing a stadium show. Thank you, thank you. Hey, thank you very much. Uh, A guy whose name is Josh is the saxophone player for the Drifters. He comes in from a side door and he starts yelling at wheels. Uh, But Mike comes in and saves the day and tells Josh to calm down. That's his kid. I mean, he doesn't really save the day. He's kind of like... I mean, I mean, Josh might have beat the shit out of Wheels. So, you know, well, I yeah, maybe. Um, but uh, I mean, Mike is no hero here. Let's let's face it. His I legacy mean, takes a little bit of a beating in this episode in general. And they um, all laugh at him. They all laugh. At yeah, Wheels. Josh apologizes for yelling at him. They start talking. Wheels says he played bass for over a year now, and uh, Josh is not particularly kind. He says sarcastically. You're a real pro then. Like, and oh, then, over a year? This was unnecessary. So me, so me. Like, this is a child who's like, I've been playing for over a year. And like, which is a long time. Yeah. And even, life. yeah. And even if the you child, fucking like, don't know the a, kid and like, like the troubled home life, like, come on. Well, Josh Not doesn't even, know anything about the fucking kid. No, so I don't no. expect Josh to know his background and treat him well. I just expect him to be like, he knows. He knows two things about Wheels. One, Wheels has been playing bass for a year. Two, he's Mike Nelson's kid. Be fucking nice. Like, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. You could be like, oh, really? Good job, guy. Like, mm-hmm. good job, big guy. <laughs> hey, big guy. Like, keep on playing and maybe you'll be able to be in a band someday like me. Like, yeah, that's what you say to a kid. Real okay. winner. Yeah. Let's make sure we don't exclude Mike Nelson, who also laughs at his own child. Laughs mm-hmm. in his face, and then he and Josh 
sit there talking like Wheels is not just standing right there. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> About poor Wheels. Like, so hey, I put this kid up for adoption. He has done everything he can, risked his life, got molested to come and see me. But haha, he has only played bass for a year. What an idiot. So now we're back at school. Um, Nancy uh, announces she and Tim are going to the hospital to see Shane. Of course, she has the card. Ask people to sign a Get Well Soon card. We then cut to Shane lying in a hospital bed, and he is looking rough. (laughs) I Uh, wrote, all kinds of fucked. (laughs) Yeah, he has, like, tubes sticking out of his face and, like, all this stuff. And uh, his dad's just sitting by the bedside. Uh, Nancy and Tim arrive and give his dad the card, which I'm sure is super helpful and uh they ask if he's gonna be okay shane's dad say they don't know uh he hasn't regained consciousness so as you can see like he wasn't fucking up doing the watutsi like yeah not doing so good (laughs) and then in the dvd version it's like yeah he might be fine but you know what the real tragedy is here is my fucking wife can't even go back to her bridge club (laughs) she's too embarrassed like, she can't even. Like, what a fucking selfish piece of shit. So we're back to the memories lounge. Uh, Mike's girlfriend comes in and asks why Wheels is still there. Uh, and, fiance, uh, fiance. They argue that uh, he's a missing kid. And uh, Mike says he's a good kid. And these things are not mutually exclusive. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he Mike- doesn't say mutually exclusive because Mike Nelson doesn't know what that means. <laughs> Uh, he introduces his girlfriend to Wheels. Um, her name is Maggie. And he says they're getting married. Oh, and uh, Wheels is indignant that Ma- Maggie is pregnant. Um, they sit down and they talk about ordering pizza. Mike says... Like, anchovies, don't you? Mike says, yeah, it's a tradition to get married first. But when did I ever do anything traditional? Because Mike Nelson, <laughs> Canadian <laughs> rebel. <laughs> get it, Wheels? It- yeah, I, because Mike Nelson, full stop, period. You like <laughs> anchovies, don't you? Like, no, no one likes anchovies. <laughs> who would do that? Like, I, I'm just like, who wrote that fucking line? Like, yeah. No, I have a whole issue with the, with the girl coming in and just fucking hating wheels right off the top. Ugh. And like, not Gross. even like, not even like considering, be like, okay, I'm like, you know, I'm going to marry this guy, but that doesn't matter. I'm going to come in and trash this fucking kid. I don't get this child in need. (laughs) Well, okay. So Maggie, the bitch comes in and she's with Mike, the idiot. They come over to the table. He talks about this fucking pizza. Cause of course, like in this situation, all Mike Nelson would think about is pizza. And and then Mike is explaining things to Wheels about, like, why he can't stay. And and Wheels is pissed off. He's like, you're going to keep that baby. You're not going to throw it away like you threw me away. So Mike is trying to explain it. And fucking Maggie jumps in and says to Wheels, the fucking 14-year-old, well, what kind of father would you be right now? I'm like, fuck you. Like, (laughs) are you fucking kidding me? so bad and then what uh, what i wonder what james would call her in this situation <laughs> i think um, we all know and then oh, crunchy yeah and wheels again says that mike threw him away 
And uh, Mike at this point is a little pissed and he's like, you know, we made sure you had a good home. Like we didn't throw you away. And then this whole conversation gets even better because fucking grandma comes in. So, yeah, Wheels' grandma arrives. She uh, comes into the lounge where Wheels, Mike and Maggie are still arguing. And she tells Wheels it's time to go home. Derek, it's where you belong. (laughs) Wheels, Wheels says no because he'll end up in a group home. And he wants to stay with Mike. And Maggie is like, he can't stay with us. He's a teenager. We can barely afford fucking whatever. Uh, Mike, who, I, let's all face it, like he's pretty insensitive this episode. Okay. Says, who says he's staying? Yes. Ugh. And Ugh. just cr- crushes wheel. Just the well, okay. You can see the moment his heart rips into. Like, I'm, it, I'm coming to Mike's he's, defense he's at this. I'm, I'm coming to Mike. <laughs> I'm coming to Mike's defense at this point. Like, Uh-oh. well, I am. Like, so the parts where he's laughing about the fucking base, you know, like that's one thing, right? But like this, this guy doesn't expect this kid to show up. This missing kid has now come in, and and he's you know like Wheels is being a pain in the ass. Mike has told him like you have to call your grandma. You can't stay. Like you you know this is a problem. He doesn't necessarily like call the police or call grandma himself. I'm not saying he's perfect, but he is, you know, trying to deal with it a little bit. And then he when he's advocating for the right thing. And then You're and right. then, you know, he's he's got fucking Maggie who he's got to deal with all the time if you can fucking imagine that and grandma like double teaming him. <laughs> and he loses uh, his patience and he's like who says he's staying? And I'm like I see it, Mike. Like I see you're just done with the situation. And then so fucking his grandma oh freaks out yeah, she, and like threatens Mike with legal action and says he has no legal rights and then Mike has to defend himself and he's like well I didn't ask him to come here and everyone's arguing over Wheels' head let me let me please do the grandma lines please <laughs> she says well <laughs> go ahead so you're the birth father this boy has nothing to do with you anymore nothing <laughs> and then later she says you have no rights in this matter at all you you can be sent to prison. I'm like, fuck, like, fuck you. And then she says, uh, Mike says, what do you want me to do about it? And she goes, I want you to leave this boy alone. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 I mean, you know, if he hadn't sent that postcard, none of this would be happening. Right yeah, <laughs> but we know we know that he can do that. Like he fucking sent a postcard. We had established at the end of the last Mike Nelson episode, not the previous episode in these, this two episodes, but back in the previous season that Mike is in wheels life, that he is yeah, in communication par- with his, them. His previous parents were okay with that. Like they were cool with it. Like, but, but fucking okay, grandma I- isn't, isn't like, like wh- <sighs> grandma knows that wheels is a fucking little dink and a pain in the ass. Right. And, but now all of a sudden, her conclusion is that Mike has cast a spell on him and is trying to steal him away. And it's fucking Mike Nelson's plot. And I'm like, like, fuck you. Like, no. I'm going to so, just defend Grandma for a second. Like, she's under an extreme amount of stress right now. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I think we can all agree with that. I'm going to defend Wheels as the, I think, only adopted person on this podcast. Way to throw down a trump card, Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, Courtney, yeah, go. Fucking assholes. 
I'm sorry. Mike shows up uninvited, completely disrupts Wheel's life, gives him a fucking birth bracelet, which isn't even a thing, and reminds him that, like, I'm here. So, naturally, Wheel's fucking parents die. Obviously, he's going to go look for him. And, like, I don't know. I think, I still think Mike's a super asshole. I'll be like, oh, it's not like I fucking showed up at your school and stopped you. It's like all that stuff is suddenly forgotten. And it's like, oh, I didn't say you're going to be able to stay here. It's like a complete 180 from, like, the desperation he showed the last time we saw him. So, of course, taking that, Wheels wants to go to him after his parents die. And now he's like, I didn't say you could stay here. What the fuck's he doing here? I totally agree that, like, like Mike Nelson wanted all of the good things about a relationship with Wheels without thinking about all of the bad things that could happen from a relationship with Wheels. And, like, sort of on the other side of the coin from that, I also think that Wheels, like, he only sees, like, the the good parts of but the potential sorry, relationship with Mike Nelson, know. whereas, like, Mike Nelson is kind of a loser. Like, he's kind of, like, <laughs> if, if you're kind of this wheel. loser that, like, travels around with a shitty band and plays in mm-hmm. bad hotel bars, you know, and isn't going to be the dad that you want him to be. How old was Wheels when Mike fucking showed up like a pedophile at school? Was he, like, 12? <laughs> yeah, it was in, no, it was the year before. It was, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was the year before. Okay, so your fucking birth father shows up, you discover this, you learn all this shit about him, your fucking parents die, obviously you hear all this, your fucking dad sends you a postcard, of course you're gonna fucking go find him. Fuck Mike Nelson. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry, Barry. Whoa. Mike Nelson is like the, what we would call in university for first year, Christmas graduates. They would show up from September to December and be like, it's Tuesday night. We'll order a pizza and drink some beers. And they would do that every single night. And then when January semester would come, they wouldn't be there anymore because they totally <laughs> flunked out. He is a Christmas graduate. He is that <laughs> that style is Mike Nelson. Like he's a big dummy. He yeah. I guess I just I just have no sympathy for Mike Nelson in these scenes. Like I just have none, like less than none. Like I there's no defending him here. If you didn't show up like a sketchy fucker and like shove your like phone number through a fence, a couple of years like wheels wouldn't even know who you were. And now you're you're like trying to make us feel bad because wheels showed up being like dad, daddy, daddy. Okay. So Mike Nelson is a representative of Freudian id. Pure joy, pure just ecstasy, everything with no consequence. I think he represents that. And Yan Moore and the boys, they were like, yup. Oh, no. I don't think they actually thought that. But it's kind of funny to think that <laughs> in, in my nerdy head. <laughs> but he, but really, Mike Nelson just loves, like, yeah, man. How are things going with you? By the way, things with me. Great. It's like, no, they're not, but he thinks they are, which is, you know, fine. No, I just, I, like, I'm sorry. I'm like, he introduces his fiance to Wheels, who's just looking for anything to cling to. And he's like, yeah, we're pregnant. We don't want you. We got a new baby on the way. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, that's really he, what it, that's really what it comes down to. Oh, 100%. But, but he doesn't feel bad about that. No, like, I, I Mike Nelson like, feels no feelings towards that at all. 
I guess I'm just taking issue with Alan trying to defend him. I didn't Damn have it, Alan. I didn't have Cordy getting triggered on my bingo card <laughs> for this episode. Oh, geez. All right, oh, well. so moving on here, everyone is arguing over Wheels' head, and Wheels finally blows up. What about me? You all talk about what you want. What about what I want? And he storms off. Uh-huh. So Wheels' grandma goes after him. She begs him to come back with her, but Wheel says he's not going back and no one wants him and no one cares about him. And what does his grandma call him? Who wants it? Oh my you god. Alright. I think that's that's an Alan. You selfish, selfish little boy. <laughs> Your grandfather and I just want to help you. I yeah, I'm like, up right into my computer. I'm like, Grand- <laughs> <laughs> grandfather doesn't want to help you, by the way. Grandfather <laughs> is at home. He's having an orgy, like, with the wrestling okay. on. That's what's happening. In a business shirt. All right. So <laughs> she sits on a bench and starts to cry and wheels as hard as his heart is. It's not immune to the scene of a little old lady crying on a bench. So he <laughs> finally comes back. And uh, she tells him that they love him and they know that they're not his parents. And Wheels finally breaks down and starts crying and says that he wishes his parents weren't dead and that he wants them back. And they hug. And Mike Nelson is in the background looking like a dope just watching this whole thing. I feel like he's kind of like, he's like Homer Simpson, like fading into the (laughs) (laughs) Back at school the next day. Now, this is a scene that I didn't get on my copy, but apparently Allison and Amy are talking about Shane. Mm -hmm. And Allison thinks Shane is probably okay, that he's just faking it so he won't get into trouble. Amazing. Fucking uh, amazing. Nancy, having seen Shane in the hospital, sets her straight. When I said a a number of episodes ago about the D&D type thing, uh, Courtney, what website was that on? That listed, because I had not seen this. I played... Um, I played D&D when I was in high school. I was a human yes. ranger. And what, because uh, about the designation, because I called Joey uh, chaotic evil, but then I put him to neutral evil. But the girls, Amy and Allison, are chaotic evil, I would they say. They are chaotic Just, evil. And I, the only reason <laughs> I know that is because, yes, after you mentioned that on our podcast, somebody on Degrassi, and this is fucking crazy coincidence that somebody another Degrassi Instagram account posted the exact same thing. Yes. And I can't remember which one it was but I will find it. But I did see it and I was like, oh, that's what Ted was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Who knew, I agree. who knew there was nerds on the internet? Yeah. <laughs> Me being who one of knew, them. <laughs> who knew there were nerds on this podcast? <laughs> 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 All right, so Joey and Caitlin are talking outside the school about math. And uh, Caitlin leaves, and uh, Snake and Joey notice Wheels is back. And he approaches Joey and Snake. He's all smiles. Joey and Snake admit that they told his grandma about everything. She made them. Uh, But Wheels says that he's glad that they did. He's going to give school another try. And the episode ends with a smiling wheel. I said, Joey and Snake, oh they're, they're going to show him around. He says, Joey says he's the, uh, what is it? The president Chairman of the welcoming committee. Yep. And then they're all it's smiling it's and happy. Throwback. Yeah. And they're all smiling and happy. And Wheels has no more problems ever again. No more problems at all. <laughs> and suddenly have a, has a base again, probably. 
Well, the band gets back together, so. We'll see. Yeah, it's fine. It was really cute when they, like, wheels, or sorry, Snake and Joey, like, like did their like high five thing and, and then wheels put his hand on top of it it's like oh so well we do get wheels back for a little while kind of well, he's back for a while well, yeah, he makes an effort for yeah. a while you know his none of all of his problems are solved obviously but you know he seems more functional in the coming episodes right oh ted i just found the account yes did the thing you asked for it's degrassi minute so, nice. um, who did you? Okay, so lawful good is Spike. Yes. Chaotic evil is Claude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love like that one. <laughs> I, I don't know. Would he be chaotic evil? I don't know. I was like, can we come up with new names like dickhead? <laughs> like, super well, dickhead. Let all finish. Lawful evil. So chaotic evil's clothed. Lawful evil is Kathleen. Chaotic good is Lucy. Yeah. Chaotic neutral is Melanie. She's best. Neutral good is BLT. Lawful neutral is um, Arthur. Neutral mm. is <laughs> is Simon. Neutral evil is Liz. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Yep. Uh- so before we, we wrap this up, I have to talk about this. We talked about it before we recorded, but I have yes. to mention this again. So Mike and the Drifters and, and like folks from Degrassi seem to have recorded like a legitimate album. Yep. Uh, I am looking at the cover of it. The band is called Chameleon, and the album title is called Nothing Comes Easy. Uh, and yes, it looks it's a weird cover. It looks like a bumblebee. <laughs> Um, and then in his, no, it, it, it looks like a chameleon. It's like the chameleon's big eyes. And then yeah, and then he sees another chameleon. I don't even know. It's it's a it's not a bad album cover um, for no, sure. But there there are eyes inside the eyes. Uh, chameleon, yeah, it's fucked up. Uh, two vocalists, Louis Manet and Wendy Watson. <laughs> uh, the keyboardist and arranger is Peter Zaza. Uh, Earl Manick played guitars, (laughs) Dave Glud on bass, and playing drums, Dave James, a.k.a. Mr. Michael Nelson. Mike Nelson. Yes. What, what? Uh, They recorded this in Toronto. It was released off of Zap Records. And uh, you can find this on Discogs, discogs discogs.com. The tracks... Nothing Comes Easy is the title track. Overpopulation. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? I need to hear the song. Uh, too, many, to hear too many wheels in the world. <laughs> well, here's, here's probably what happened. Uh, track two is Overpopulation, where Mike Nelson's like, why is there so much overpopulation? And then the next track is the band replying to him, you're the reason. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then we have maybe so then we have let me be and we finish off side a with the lays of our wives like late l-a-y-l-a-y-s like the chips (laughs) lays uh on side b we have moon dog then we have love me comma oh love me followed by screaming every minute actually (laughs) this is interesting trio of songs Love me, oh love me, scream in every minute, and come together. 
I am God. really wondering if I cannot wait until one of us gets a copy of this album. Seriously. <laughs> the, the, the last one is Rock the Boat Baby. You can get this album on Discogs. Someone in Canada is selling it right now on Discogs. Yeah, I feel like this uh, listing is going to be gone. Um, by the time our listeners go and look for it, because I feel like someone named Alan is going to snap that up. Alan <laughs> G. That's amazing. Yeah, I have to. I have to figure out where they're from. If they're in Toronto, I'm going to hunt them down. But uh, yeah, we're going to figure this out. So there you go. It. Screaming every minute. I love the title. It's like I hope it's a rap. It's like screaming every minute in the hospital. Screaming every minute. Movie theater. Screaming every minute. <laughs> Maternity award screaming every minute. <laughs> like, okay, so so what did we learn from this episode? Where does Wheels go from here? Is Mike Nelson's legacy tainted by him being kind of an asshole in this episode? I think what we learn is that like Wheels is in the depths of despair, and he has obviously placed Mike Nelson on a fucking pedestal, and. It just doesn't come through. So what we learn is like your dreams mean nothing. <laughs> unless all your unless, dreams are dead. Unless your dreams about wheels is over a night adventures when you're on an acid trip, then yeah, <laughs> they mean a lot. Uh, I mean, ultimately, grown ups aren't perfect. Like I, I think that's a lesson that we can learn here. You know, no matter how you must you like you must fantasize about. You know, the rock and roll lifestyle and that kind of stuff. Like, he's just like a normal dude who's trying to make ends meet, man. It's true. But, I mean, like, I actually didn't learn any lessons from this. I still searched out my adopted parents despite Wheel's heartbreak. And while I didn't do acid, Shane's <laughs> demise didn't deter me from it. I just tried some other stuff instead. <laughs> I, seriously, though, like, to this day, I've never done acid. I and I don't. I don't know if this episode, like specifically, has tainted my view of acid specifically. But I, I have been reluctant when I've been in a situation where acid has been offered, and I'm yeah. not sure why that versus other substances. But that particular substance, I'm just like, I don't want to do that. No. I will <laughs> I, say, like, anytime I've been presented with a drug to try, it has never occurred to me, like careful Courtney you might fucking fall off a bridge and get really fucked up like that has never been that has never been a reason for me like don't do it so I didn't learn anything from any of these episodes I'm uh I'm I'm thinking that you know we could probably get John Bertram to write the episode about Luke's acid trips because we get Shane's acid trip which is a disaster but Luke has said I do it all the time fucking great like it's like you're flying like so, yeah, Luke has a great time with it. Yeah. Does anyone think that more... maybe Luke Luke was on the bridge with Shane and pushed him off? Oh. <laughs> oh, that's conspiracy that's, theory. That's CSI territory. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know a lot about acid either, but I'm curious to know for all all you acid takers out there listening to our show. <laughs> if you take acid at 5 p.m. and the concert goes till 11 p.m., are you still fucking like going nuts that's a long yeah. trip that's yes a great point. my that my understanding happen. is that acid is a fairly long lasting drug that is my understanding all right then i mean i've known a number of people who have done acid my husband included and obviously he's still here so like 
I know I've never met anybody who's jumped off a bridge because of it. Yeah, me neither. I, I my understanding that is is one of the longer lasting drugs, though. Maybe one of our listeners uh, has extensive experience. I mean, for Shane, uh, the With acid lasted adult. for the rest of his life. Uh, Anyways, Uh, so this is our big send off to Mike Nelson. This is the last time that we get to see him, unfortunately. Take care, sir. Yes, I feel like we we hardly knew you, Mike Nelson. (laughs) Hardly knew you. If we had, if we were on television, we'd do a montage of Uh all of your happy birthday, big guy. What song would we play over a Mike Nelson montage? So, I feel like it'd be, have to be a really great. Well, Arlo wanted to. Arlo was actually suggesting we we play a song that we can't play because it's copyright. Oh but, yes. But uh, but I could be like, goodbye, Michael N. You live your life like a drifter on the road. <laughs> <laughs> Never knowing who your son is till you showed up at his school. <laughs> and he didn't want to know you, but you convinced him to have a milkshake. Then he went to Port Hope to find you, and you and your wife told him to fuck off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Interspaced with like like the like like dreamy like vocals of like happy birthday, big <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? I, it, I wonder if we have anybody who's written in about Mike Nelson. You know what? I, I'm, I'm, hold on. I'm going to try something here before you do that. Okay. Happy birthday, big guy. I know it's sometime <laughs> around now. For me, things are going great. Got a two-week gig in Port Hope. The place we're playing <laughs> is in front of the postcard. Good luck. And that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> Who did write in about Mike Nelson? I think I have something in the mail. Just let me go through the mailbag, the uh, Narbos and Broomhands mailbag. Uh, all right. <laughs> so this one was by uh, Barry R. Oh. F. Ooh, okay. So, so let me see what he says here. Uh, and I'm reading ahead. I've re- read this before. But I'm trying to read the parts that uh, just to make sure. There's something about playing drums on his girlfriend. That's the first line, the first <laughs> verse. <laughs> And I'll, I'll tell you what it is off the air. Uh, nine months came a boy, Derek his name. Mike gave him up because he thought Father Hoop was lame. Derek was adopted by a family named Wheeler. Mike thought, what a coincidence, the same name as my dealer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, when Mike was in town, he would look Derek up. One day he decided to, <laughs> to meet him to say, sup. So he donned his gloves and sat outside the school. And when Derek walked by, he said, I'm your real dad. Ain't that cool? They met for a chat and realized they were a lot alike. They both played instruments like milkshakes. Genetics, right? (laughs) Derek's life went downhill soon after they met. He almost failed. His parents died. He smashed a cassette. (laughs) his his parents dying was the biggest drag because he had to move in with his grandma the old bag <laughs> his grandma's requests he would always defy <laughs> just when he thought he couldn't take it anymore he received a postcard what's up big guy <laughs> 
Wheels thought about life living with her or running away and joining the drifters. So he decided to make the trip to Port Hope while Shane lay under a bridge high on dope. (laughs) He's really digging in here. On his way to Port Hope, he met a salesman who tried to work his mm, like the gear shift of a Trans Am man and Jay. When Wheels arrived, he imagined a scene where Mike was happy to see him. It was such a nice dream. When Wheels knocked on his door, Mike was in the shower after banging his girlfriend for at least the last hour. Okay. Okay. Uh, They met for breakfast, and Wheels said he doesn't want to live with his grandmother. He then met Mike's girlfriend and realized he was about to get a brother. (laughs) Wheels got upset. And asked if he was giving him up too. Mike whispered to Wheels, I'm gone when he's born. I ain't no foo. <laughs> Wheels realized Mike didn't want him around. This was the last time he shared the same ground. Wheels ended up driving drunk and rotting in jail. But how did Mike end up to finish this tale? He kept playing music from small town to small town, leaving pregnant babes behind at each gig, sporting a frown. Now, after 40 years in the music game, he's been elected to the Drumming Hall of Fame. And that was said in by one Barry F. There you go. <laughs> I, can we post that poem at, at, uh, at Narbles and Brumet's podcast, the Instagram? Can, yes. And yeah. the uh, the <laughs> something drive rhymes with drums, and yeah, so uh, yeah, um, I can certainly send that to you. All right, a fit a fitting send off to Mike Nelson. My last uh-huh. my last thought on Mike Nelson and, and this episode is, and because we had wrestling in it, I can I want to say it. If Mike Nelson was a pro wrestler, what would his finishing move be? Anyone? Anyone? Uh, it would be. The full Nelson. <laughs> That's much better than what I was going to say. I was going to like, walk out of the arena. Yeah, just, like, I was going like, to say the abandonment. Yeah. I call it the knock-up. <laughs> All right. Oh, my God, Barry, I was not expecting a fucking poem. Uh-huh. Jesus Christ. That I loved it. Thank you, Barry. You're a gem. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Well so that's, that's it for another episode. Be sure to join us next time. It's going to be a super sexed up sensation of an episode when we dive into making Whoopi. Oh, boy. I wow. can't wait. Uh, I'm Arlo. You can catch me on Instagram at A-R-L-O-E-S-C-O-T-T. I am on Instagram and Twitter. My handle is slip with five eyes or slip. I'm Courtney. You can catch me on Instagram at Courtney.1293. And please make sure to check out our podcast at Narbos and Broomheads Podcast on Instagram. Correct. I'm Ted at Sewa3. That's a WHA3 on the Instagram. All right, that's it. And uh, listeners, if you have anything to say, if you want to write us a uh, email or connect with us, please do on social media. We love to hear from you. And we'll see you next week. Well, I said I'd go get my up. I would never do my homework. I would stay up late and dream about Kylie. I would never get girls out of my house. 
Maybe it would. I work, work, and then we got naked. We got 